This is what, uh, welcome to This is What We Learned This Week, where we talk about what we learned this week with Pablo Yanez as a special guest. And I'm Ryan Harp. Uh, I'm Salma Amru. I'm Anika Ahmad. Let's go. Perfect. I would like to talk about something I learned, relearned this week. So when Roy asked me, uh, invited me for this, he said, yeah, it's just a topic of something that you learned this week. So what I learned this week is actually something that I've had to relearn my whole life. And every now and then I get a reminder. So I've been working on artificial AI or Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, sorry. And uh, it's a topic that when it first started to take off in January of this year, I could follow. Um, it was at a human level pace. And I, you know, I fancy myself sort of as a junior uh, universal man, right? Like somebody who can really dig into a wide variety of stuff. And AI is just such a broad topic and it is such a waterfall, you know, fire hose of, of material that you can't do it. So I've had to relearn that you have to, with some things, you have to be selective in what you learn and then hopefully you rely on other people that you collaborate with to fill in those gaps. So you you build a team of people that you trust their opinions and you kind of disperse and look at um, topics like this from many angles, but you're not gonna be an expert in all of them because it's absolutely impossible. Every week there is so many news about artificial AI, artificial intelligence that you can you just can't follow it. It's humanly impossible. So that's what I relearned. I relearned that collaboration is really important to surround yourself with people that you trust and uh, work collaboratively when it's the task is just too big. It's so interesting that you brought up AI because I was going to bring it up for my topic. Psych, you need a new one now. No, because this (laughs) this is a good foil because I myself, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty. I am highly skeptical of its usefulness. And I had an experience, an unwilling experience with it earlier this week that troubled me. So I use, don't ask, I use Bing when I'm searching things. Oh, I don't, me too. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I, think it was the def, I think it was the default and I just don't really care to change it. Yeah. But they've added this thing where when you search something on Bing, this like generative AI chatbot tries to like synthesize what you searched and I was, and this is like technical, I was searching for uh, the conjugation of an old English verb. And uh, I was just searching, I was only interested in the sources that came up in the search, but I glanced at the AI like synthesis of it. And it came up with a result that was so wrong. It incorrectly identified what like type of verb it was and then it made up a fake conjugation in a table of the verb based on other rules in the language but it it basically completely made up a whole like false grammar of this this verb this is this is so fantastic because the 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 so the group that i'm leading and it's there are actually two groups uh, that are looking at generative AI. They're called the University Teaching and Learning Project. One of the first things that they want to do is they want to have a focus group with students like yourself who have had some experience to talk about how students are using this. And what a lot of students don't realize is that there's something called hallucinations. Uh, and AIs hallucinate. They make up stuff. It, it's, and of, it's so confident. 
that exactly. it's correct. Yeah. It says it with certainty. Yes, this verb is a class three strong verb and its conjugation is this in the table and every like everything it said about the verb was wrong but if you you know maybe didn't know because i sort of knew what the conjugation would look like i just wanted to double check and i knew because of that prior knowledge that it was completely wrong but if i didn't it was so sure you would have been sold right i would have been sold it it does it it does it 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 also has excellent grammar, right? It it, it puts it out in in a very nice package. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes that information like it is was wrong. A, it was an ordered table with like different cells. It had the present tense, past tense, subjunctive, <laughs> and it cited its sources, quote unquote. <laughs> and I clicked the link, and the link that it cited had absolutely nothing to do with the verb I was asking about. So it was very frustrating to me because I'm like. If, if it gets stuff this wrong, maybe it shouldn't come up when I'm searching for reliable information. <laughs> yep. So the, the joke was when we first started to look at AI, one of the biggest, the best memes that I saw, and you guys are probably way too young to have seen this, but back in the old days, Microsoft used to have this little paper clip. Clippy, yeah. Do you remember the paper clip? It would come up and give you advice. And it was yeah. kind of like a very early version of AI. And almost always, what it, what it, the advice I gave you was nonsensical. It was just absolutely terrible. And, and, and at first, you, I think you couldn't turn it off. But anyways, very similar situation to yours, right? Yeah. I mean, so was, you learned to be aware of AI. I mean, I was the, already the, the validity. I was already AI. completely like skeptical about it. Just I, further reinforced it. Yeah, it <laughs> reinforced my prejudices. <laughs> Salma, Nika. Uh, I was going to bring up something I did in my American Studies class, which is, I don't know how related that is to AI, though, because I had a presentation I made on a book I read for the class. It's called Bengali Harlem, The Lost Histories of South Asia. And I had been wanting to read the book for a long time because I feel like uh, like in the API courses I've taken at Women Mary, like South Asian Americans don't come up that much. So like I got this impression that like, Oh, when uh, immigration restrictions lifted and like they finally let uh, South Asian Americans into the U.S., it's like that's when they came. Like nothing before that is what I got uh, from the classes I've taken. So reading that book kind of broke down that impression and also like some of the more other narratives you get about immigrants like oh, they come for a better life in the U.S. or they come for um, uh, to form like ethnic enclaves like Chinatown or like that sort of thing. And like the first South Asian American immigrants were actually uh, peddlers or like uh, shipmen, she- uh, seafaring uh, men. So they were like creating a sort of global network and they never really settled down in the US. Well, some did, some didn't, but it was like creating this global multi-ethnic network that's just now kind of disappeared because they were kind of doing that under the radar of like immigration restrictions, Jim Crow. So like they wanted to stay hidden. And so like that history is lost as a result. And I remember the book had a hard time with like finding all this data and finding all this history. And I found it really interesting because I finally like learned a little bit about like my parents' history because they don't talk about that stuff. Like Was that in the 30s? 
Uh, I am not good with dates. Oh, okay. But I know, like, it mentioned when, like, uh, Bangladesh became a country, and I was looking at the year. It's, like, a few years after my dad was born. So 48, probably. Bangladesh is as old as my dad. Yeah. Oh, wow. 48. Yeah. Probably 48, I think. <laughs> I mean, India India got partitioned into yeah. Pakistan, and India, and then Bangladesh came a little afterwards. Yeah, it was 1971, I think. Oh, no, it's even... You're right. You're right, because Bangladesh broke off from Pakistan. Yeah, East yeah. Pakistan, West Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I'm gonna circle back to the topic of AI because um, I I'm taking a class called Ethics in Data Science and we were uh, discussing like algorithms and like algorithmic harm and like I I guess we were just discussing like algorithms in general and how they're so entrenched in our everyday lives, um, like to the point that it's like you know it algorithms decide what we uh, what we watch and what we. Uh, the news that we consume and um, everything like and it's I, I was talking and I'm writing a paper about this actually um, but I was talking to one of my friends and she was saying that she also like wrote a paper similar to that back when she was in, back when she was in high school and she was writing about the Spotify algorithm and how Spotify pushes certain artists and certain um, music to you more than others and she was talking about like yeah she was saying like there's uh, so much music out there, so much art out there that I'm not never going to see because the algorithm thinks that I won't care about it or that I'm never going to in be interested in it. And that sort of like blew my mind, well, like how filtered our everyday experience is because of these algorithms. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Wait, I have honest. a question for you. I don't know if it's like, do you think algorithms have biases? Like, I don't know. What do you mean by having a bias? Like, like I remember that whole thing about like, uh, oh my god, I don't remember. <laughs> well, like I was just like look. I was just looking at this. Like racial biases. Yeah, I was like, just looking yeah. at this, and most people yeah. assume that 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 AI or things that are based on algorithms are, in a sense, less biased than humans. Yeah. Uh, and the reality is that they are just as biased as humans because the people oh. who write the algorithms or or like when you are training in AI, you, you are I mean, they only material. know what you tell it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and they filter certain things out. So I, I've run into this. I mean, like, I'll watch uh, movies from Spain or Latin America, and all of a sudden I'm put in the category where it assumes that I'm really interested in only those things, right? Yeah. And so it, 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 that bias is really important because I think that you are, you are then channeled uh, to looking at certain things and not looking at certain things based on some algorithm has decided, oh, Pablo is, is a Hispanic who's interested in Hispanic stuff only in, in sort of a very non-intersectional, like, yeah, I'm interested in that. I'm also really interested in nature shows or this and that. And I think that often those algorithms get it wrong because there is a built-in bias that it wants to cubbyhole you, right? Yeah. And Google is another good example of this. Every time you do a Google search, you get a list of hits, right? Yeah. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you don't go to page 21 to see what's on page <laughs> yeah. 21, right? You click on I do. the first, maybe second page. Good Dedicate. for you. I go, I go deep because sometimes the, well, and this is why one of the reasons I use Bing is when I use Google, like the first 20 results are ads. A lot of times, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, so there's, on top of the bias, there's also the monetization of that information. Right. So I, I, 
I think that that's a great thing for students to learn is, is um, I mean, you're taking a, this is probably a, a computer science class or? Uh, ethics and data science, it's more like a government policy class. So we're talking about like media and like politics and how that plays into yeah. like um, data science. Yeah, definitely yeah. a good topic because like going back to the Spotify point, like if you're the ideal or like the the algorithm's preferred demographic, like me, like 18 to 35 young man, like I feel like the Spotify algorithm knows my taste better than I do sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes it sends me songs and I'm like, you know what, maybe I should listen to Spotify more. <laughs> Sometimes it gets it right, but it yeah. can also it can also just lead you completely away from Things from where you, you want to be. Otherwise, yeah. like, would have liked or yeah. YouTube is the worst. YouTube, YouTube I, I can't even. YouTube go on is YouTube I feel like YouTube is constantly trying to channel me into bizarro political <laughs> stuff, and like I I don't even know where it comes from. I'm like I'm I'm deathly afraid that I that there's something wrong with me, and I actually give across the vibe that I would be interested in this junk. Well, one but, of the things about YouTube that's terrible is that you can't tell the person in the video to stop talking. Yeah. And so, like... There's no thumbs down, yeah. kind of. And so, like, when you watch, like, say, like, a Flat Earth <laughs> conspiracy video... Not that you've ever done that. I mean, <laughs> not, not because I believe in it, but because I think it's an interesting subculture... They'll talk for 30 minutes in like a monotone voice. No one interrupts them. No one tells them they're crazy because it's their soapbox and they can do it. Mm -hmm. And it can be, if they're articulate enough, it can be very convincing to people just because of that, just because they're getting an unlimited amount of time it's to talk. It's kind of like AI. It was yeah. just like your AI experience, yeah, I mean, right? If you say something you have a good presentation. and articulate, it's... <laughs> A lot of people will just believe it, and it's it's scary because I, I know that a lot of people who would never fall into flat earth or, like, geocentrism fall into it just because of that. So all of our points, like, liberal art educations are really good because you learn to be critical of things that sound like they are confidently knowledgeable about stuff right that's mm -hmm. i think and that was one of the things that actually came to me when i was thinking about ai is that you it's great to work in this collaborative environment because um i i'm i feel like i'm a pretty rounded person but i can't dig at all of this i i can't you know dig as deeply as you you would need to to be really confident about any opinion but it's also it also means that if you're not working within a team of people you can go down the rabbit hole and become very confident about something without being aware of lots of the other implications. So you talked about algorithms, uh, you know, whether there's a bias or not. There's also, I think there's gonna be a huge issue with AI and accessibility. Are you the, the rich kid who can afford to pay 20 or $40 a month to pay for ChatGPT Plus, or are you using the free one? That's a good point. Or do you not have a laptop that you can't access it at all? Like how, you know, if you're an instructor teaching a class, how do you deal with that, yeah. right? Um, so, and it's only going to get worse with AI because the way they train the data on the internet, like if AI content is flooded onto the internet and a lot of it's bogus, the data that they train the models on is just going to get worse and worse, Yeah, which means that they're going to have to sift out the bad data and it's going to get more and more expensive to make 
AI right. models, and that means they're going to get more yeah, expensive and if, if, to if, use. And if and they're if they're also at the top of the list that Google feeds you, then that becomes the de facto answer, right? Yeah. It's it's sort of like repeating a lie often enough that it becomes the truth.